1: Welcome, welcome, Transformation Talk Radio listeners. My name is Ellen Stewart, and I am the Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I am guest hosting for Dr. Pat today, and she and I are wishing you a very, very Merry Christmas. And I know she'll be back with you soon. I've got a very special show today. I'm going to do some of my recovery recharge show, and we're going to make this a pre-Christmas celebration. Today's episode is going to be Music for Recovery with Kathy Moser. Let me tell you a little bit about this. Recovery is a celebration and Music for Recovery honors the creative process with evidence-based programs that are original and unique. We're going to listen to award-winning songwriter Kathy Moser today and she's going to share her journey and her creation with fun, laughter, and song. I think it's a perfect way to celebrate the holidays. So before I introduce Kathy, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. She is an award-winning songwriter, a teaching artist with over 20 years experience in the mental health field, and the founder and director of Music for Recovery. Harvard Medical School Recovery Research Institute conducted a 2016 study And they found that Music for Recovery and Kathy's work actually helps to instill a sense of cohesion, hope, and catharsis. Kathy has spent a decade giving hundreds of songwriting workshops and concerts nationally. She's passionate about helping people through music, and her vision is that every treatment center will have a clinically integrated music program. Now, if that isn't a Christmas wish, I don't know what is. So, the Pushing Broad from the Bronx is really delighted to welcome to Recovery Recharge today, Kathy Moser. Kathy.
0: (laughs) It's such a joy to be with you. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me today.
1: Thank you so much. This is a really exciting thing because not very many people know what music for recovery is. And before we really go into the explanation, we
0: I'd like to know how you got started with this. What made you do this? Well, you know, first of all, I also want to thank Dr. Pat and Transformation Talk Radio as well as Pushy Broad from the Bronx. I really appreciate this opportunity. And so, I started playing guitar at a young age, and a lot of my role models in playing music also, uh, turned me on to drugs and alcohol. And so at a young age, I had the perception that drugs and alcohol and music were synonymous. And I think that's a myth in the culture, um, that those things make creativity better. And so when I, um, you know, I carried on in my, my drug use and, and, um, and then I got some help, you know, it was around 34, about 24 years ago, uh, things came crashing down as you would expect. And I got help. And um, I got a lot of help, and, and I just want to encourage anyone listening to this who who needs help man, get help. That's the best and most smartest thing we can do. So much help available. And um, when I got that help, I was like, uh, you know, I want to really play music uh, full time and even more. And now that I'm clean and sober. And someone said to me, you know, if you're going to be clean and sober, you probably can't play music. And I said, you know what? If I can't play music, I really don't care if I'm clean and sober. And I have found, you know, there's a big tribe of people in the entertainment industry, creative industries of all types, who have found that um, recovery has been great for our creativity. And also, especially, it has a lot of skills that we can learn through the process of recovery that directly help us in our recovery. So I had the opportunity about 10 years ago to start doing some workshops at Alina Lodge here in New Jersey. And since then, I've done, I've helped clients write over 600 songs uh, in treatment centers centers and they've been up on our SoundCloud. They've been streamed over 45,000 times and I'm working with people to learn instruments, to do songwriting, performance, make music videos, make beats, dance, all different kinds of aspects of incorporating creativity into recovery.
1: Wow, well, that's a mouthful, Kathy, certainly. And and also it became a very personal experience for you. And I like the fact that you talk about the process as being gifts, gifts of the creative process. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that means? What kind of gifts are bestowed upon us?
0: Well, first of all, recovery is such, a, it's such an amorphous process, right? It's so hard when you start to see how it's going to end up songwriting is exactly like that you start with nothing you take actions as a group in the directions that you want to go and we get a song so just letting a process unfold and learning to be patient and trust that process is a big gift out of the creative process all kinds of people like novelists will tell you that their character has suddenly decided the plot will change you know or a painter will say this is the direction the paint painting painting wanted to go in so being engaged in that um Process gives us also a hands on opportunity. That's what I want to say too. Most people learn best by doing. And so, for example, if you wanted to learn to play a musical instrument, which I super encourage you to do because it's really fun. um, But one of the things you can learn there is that you can immediately be more successful if you give yourself the gift of slowing down. Slowing down when you play a musical instrument directly helps you be more successful. It's also a great tool for managing anxiety. Another thing that's a gift to the process is repetition. Learning that if we just allow ourselves the gift of trying something a bunch of times, that we can be successful at it. Many of us, because of our pride or our low self-esteem, we try it once, we can't do it. What we learn in recovery is that there's a process that we can learn how to learn. Another gift of the creative process that I think directly relates to. Um, people in recovery is mistakes, right? Mistakes in, in, in art are often amazing and incredible. And science too, right? There's so many cool things to discover by mistake, like chocolate chip cookies, for example, x-rays, and also America. Um, so learning that, you know, you might have thought getting a DUI was a mistake, you might look back later and say it saved your life. Many people when they have a, make a mistake, what they feel like is a mistake, panic. And we try to teach people that when you make a mistake, look at it and go, are you a chocolate chip cookie? Because you might be, you know, Um, and working as a group. That's one of the favorite things that we do in our work is working as a group and helping people um, to become more cohesive because people might not normally mix in recovery. And so they have to learn to work as a group.
1: One of the things that we think sometimes is that if we're drinking or we're drugging, that's the only way we know how to have a good time. And once we stop doing that, we're afraid that we're not going to have a good time anymore. We don't know how to do that. So making music is, I guess, another gift of sober fun. Would you say that?
0: hundred percent. Actually, we see that in our evaluations all the time. And I think it's really important that people in the recovery process find ways to have fun because we tell them that they're going to be happy, joyous and free. But actually, the recovery process is hard. It's painful. It's such an honorable thing to do to face your pain and reality. But to allow yourself to find some ways to have fun. I also feel like the creative process brings us back to our inner child self. The kid that we were when we were five, six, seven, eight, when we were magic and we knew it. And even just learning how to be silly. Like we see in the evaluations all the time. People said, I didn't think I could have fun, clean and sober. So it's definitely one of those things.
1: And also, people don't realize how much music gives back, right? We think about what kind of message we give. So talk about the gift of service and recovery.
0: Well, when we write songs in groups, we always tell the group, what if the song we're about to write cracks the door open for somebody else and helps them find recovery? There's so many people that have found like meaning and direction and guidance and feeling like they got a sign from the universe when they heard a particular song it's their go-to song so um that's just another thing that we can be doing and again you know service is one of the gifts of recovery when we learn that we can give to others but i love about creativity is you can use your creative gifts do the thing you most love to do and passionate about and help other people that's like the win-win it is and also sometimes
1: we feel that when we're not doing well um and we're in the throes of addiction we never get to finish anything right we go tumbling out all the time but now in recovery we learn that we have responsibilities and that means finishing things
0: so talk about the gift of completion I will. Thank you so much. I like to say just two things about gifts there. One is a gift of imperfection because we have to allow ourselves to be imperfect. Things are never going to be finished. Even sting says that uh, songs are just abandoned in interesting places. Um, so, and I also just one a quick story. I love the story of this painter. He goes to see his painting in the museum. He's like, oh no, it's not finished. He goes back the next day with his paintbrush and he gets arrested for uh, <laughs> touching up his painting because they didn't realize it was his. <laughs> so, but allowing ourselves to finish things and just move them from the incomplete pile to the completed pile, just frees up so much energy and starts to build self-esteem. And a lot of times, just like recovery, we are doing so much better than we think we are. And people will really, really appreciate it, even if you're like, but that one note could have been better. So it's, it's both letting go of perfectionism and allowing yourself the gift of completion.
1: Well, we're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some of the myths concerning music for recovery and what music does in the recovery process. But give us a quick thing, Kathy, play us out to the break,
0: okay? We wrote the song about living in the day. I don't remember exactly what day or time, yeah. The alcohol took over my mind, yeah. My body was shaking and I found it hard to think, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't go an hour without another drink, oh, one day at a time, 24 hours, one day at a time, 24 hours. Hi,
1: I'm Ambrosia. And I'm Alexa. And we, and we are the hosts, hosts of Inner Podcast. Podcast
0: a podcast about spirituality and intuitive development.
1: Together, we utilize our intuitive gifts and our own personal life experiences to empower you to live an extraordinary life.
0: Check us out and subscribe at innerbloompodcast.com. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God Consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly
1: Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, online
0: or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at TracyLClark.com and
1: let's connect together in the glory realm. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? (laughs) Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time.
0: Is your mind running the show with thoughts bouncing around your cranium like a jet-propelled ping-pong ball? You can't focus or relax. Quieting your mind is key to having a sense of inner peace and to being able to access your inner wisdom. So how can you quiet that racing mind? Just breathe. Sit with eyes closed and breathe in slowly, filling your lungs to capacity. Then gently and fully exhale. Repeat 10 or more times. I assure you at the end of this exercise, your mind will have slowed and your body relaxed. You'll be better able to access your inner wisdom, guiding your personal evolution to becoming your highest and best self i'm carrie kadombi and i'd love for you to join me on transformation talk radio for my show a spirited exchange for more information about me visit my website the
1: are you ready to get big and live your life out loud tune in to get big out loud radio Exploring life through the lens of curiosity and compassion with me, Carrie Knudsen, joining Dr. Pat live every second Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. I will offer ideas to transform what you are thinking into conscious action. If you want to get big and live your life out loud, visit me at KnudsenSpeaks.com. (laughs) I'm <laughs> a If I want to change, I've got to change what I've got to do. And that's part of the Music for Recovery program with Kathy Moser. We are live on the Dr. Pat show. This is Ellen Stewart filling in for Dr. Pat. I am the Pushy Road from the Bronx, and we are talking to Kathy Moser about Music for Recovery. Kathy, let's talk about how music really helps recovery and why alcohol and drugs really impedes the
0: creative process. Thank you. I'd love to talk about that. I meet so many people who say, well, I was creative before and when I was getting high, I'm not going to be able to do it now or I was drinking before. And we also have all these role models in the culture, which I'm hoping fast forward 50 years and we'll have all these sober role models um, or 10 years um, like Hemingway and all kinds of other people. So, And well, I always say to people, you know, the creativity is not in the weed and the songs are not in the bourbon. If they were, everyone who drank and did drugs would be creative. And also, um, it really impedes for me personally, like I never could have toured, right? I couldn't tour, like I couldn't finish things, I couldn't go places and be on time. And also people become so self-destructive um, and just I mean the litany of people that we've lost is just ridiculous. And um, I'd just like to mention here that I've actually done a podcast for a couple of years called Wings Over Water Creativity and Recovery. It's on City of Angels Recovery Radio. And I've interviewed over 60 people, um, artists who had to renegotiate their relationship with their creativity once they were in recovery. And I want to say that absolutely, you may have to renegotiate because many of us have big, big energy in us. And one of the reasons that we drink or do drugs is to bring that energy down. And so in creativity, we have to learn to remanage that energy. For example, I play a big rock drum set as well as guitar. I did not play a big rock drum set for the first year of my recovery because I couldn't manage that energy. So learning how to renegotiate it have support, have safety around it, but absolutely it does not make you more creative because if it did, everybody who drank and drugged would be creative. You just may have to find a different ritual, a different way to be in there and have different kinds of support. So some of the ways that uh, recovery, uh, playing music helps you in recovery, I just like to say that the evidence shows playing a musical instrument is the number one way to improve brain connectivity. Now that might sound super sciencey for you, but you could check out this beautiful Ted ed video called music and the brain by Anita Collins. And she'll show you how they've used real time MRI machines to show that when you play music, more of your brain is engaged than any other activity that you can do. This helps you if you've had any history of trauma or any brain impact from drinking and doing drugs, because, when you increase brain connectivity, you improve your memory. You improve your executive function. You improve your decision-making process and you improve your, criti- your creative problem solving, all of which are great things for artists to be able to improve. Not to mention that it's fun, but again, this is what the science shows. Now, when we sing together in groups, you know, which humans have been doing for millennia, there's a couple of new studies that show really interesting benefits, um, both physically and mentally. One is when we sing together in a group, it increases empathy and cohesion in the group. So that's a great thing to be doing in all kinds of settings. That's why we do it in football stadiums and churches all over the place. But it really brings groups together, which is vital because I always like to say recovery is not a self-help program. This is a we help each other program. And sometimes we are most helped by people that we would not be friends with on the outside and would never meet otherwise. So when we can bring the groups together, I've had so many cool experiences. I just have to tell you this one thing. In songwriting workshop, we've had so many women like in their 60, 65, 70 year old start rapping. It's so cool. And then I had like 20-somethings, guy. we had one workshop where this like 20-something boy turned to this woman who was like in her 70s. And she goes, Mary, you know, when we say like word, like this is the context, here it is, word. <laughs> and um, so, and we did another song and where we had a 24-year-old sing a lounge song. She didn't even know what Frank Sinatra was, you know? So it really brings groups together. Also, singing together elevates the mood. And interestingly, the newest studies show that when you sing together, it elevates the immune system. They did studies where they do um, antibody draw before and after singing together. And there's more antibodies in the blood after singing together for an hour. So those are some of the scientific reasons that um, playing music, making music, singing together um, is really helpful in recovery. And I have one more thing to say about that, if I might. So also... We've had so many experiences where people were able to say something in a song that they were not able to tell their therapist. Now we're musicians, we're not clinicians. We always align with the clinicians. And so we've had so many times that people have had a traumatic event that they were not able to disclose or talk about in therapy that they talked about with us. We work mostly in residential treatment centers. so, So people are in a safe setting where they have a clinician to go to in a short period of time that we were able to then take their lyrics and ask them, may we share this with your clinician? So as Dr. John Kelly from the Research Recovery Institute at Harvard Medical School said, writing the song often bypasses the defense mechanisms of the brain. And we've just had so many experiences where we were able to really help um, clients to open up to their clinicians.
1: Well, Kathy, you certainly said a mouthful and I wanna go back and talk about some of these things because they really do make an individual impact. We can see that music certainly in many ways build, builds personal recovery skills. You talk about the fact that, that uh, music in recovery is also a community event. And of course, we know it's not an individual program. It's all about community. In fact, I know that the opposite of, of constant and active addiction is community and not abstinence, without a doubt. And also you talk about empathy and cohesion in the group because people are bonding and the music around them bonds. And and that is very true of, like you said, singing in church and and also in anthem-like situations, right? And stadiums and things like that. So I'm sure it has the same effect. And some of the most amazing things we found out today is that it elevates the immune system, which right now we can all use some of that. So maybe in this instance, we all should be singing more.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And also you said elevates the mood. And I'm wondering based on all of this, how young were the kids that you've worked on? How little were they, you know, in terms of age group, do young kids benefit as well?
0: Uh, Yes. Young kids do benefit. The majority of our work has been with clients age, say 14 and older. Um, But yes, I did actually work in an adolescent unit for, uh, about five years yes the young kids do absolutely um it's also a really good not just for kids i'm actually working right now in a mommy and me program and we're writing songs to help kids manage their emotions by helping them learn to ask for help to take a deep breath so um we wrote the song i'll just sing a little bit it's like I know five ways to feel okay now we can all go and play and then each one has a song a little verse about breathing the same way we learned the alphabet song you know and you said uh, anthem and I want to say that too is like that song 24 hours that I just played it's really helpful for, for people to get a positive hook in their head you know to help them remember Say if they're in detox or if they're in their first 30 days or if they're going through the holiday time and it's very challenging, just remember 24 hours one day at a time. And it's the only way to do it. Actually, you can't do it two days at a time. It's just not possible. But um, I really believe in the power of getting those positive mantras uh, stuck in your head. Give us an example
1: of, of a verse or two that you've put together in addition to what you've just done so we can get an idea of uh, how it becomes a community event.
0: Oh, cool. I will. So this one's called Fake It Till You Make It. And we always talk about the truth, right? Sometimes when we're fake it till we make it, we're actually very agitated. So this is like a... Fake it till you make it agitated Fake it till you make it, I'm frustrated Fake it till you make it, make it become something that's real What, what? Fake it till you make it agitated Fake it till you make it I'm frustrated Fake it till you make it, make it become something that's real I can't tell you how many places times we've gone back or into facilities or run into people again and they could turn to us and go like, fake it till you make it, agitated, fake it till you make it. (laughs) Because songwriting is like only powerful. We always tell people when we're doing songwriting workshops, there's three things that matter in the songwriting process. Tell the truth. If you're not into it, tell us the truth about that poetically. You know, Um, and one of my favorite examples of that is we did a song on faith at Wayside House in Florida. And this girl in the corner was like, I don't even know if I believe in faith right now. She said, cause if there's a God, God let me down. And I was like, ah, I don't even know if I believe in faith right now. If there's a God, God let me down. So when we tell the truth about how we feel so powerful, so we tell the truth, we paint a picture, try to get him an image. And then we don't suck super important that nobody's helped by songs that suck. Um, so we try to always bring a really high level of artistic excellence (laughs) that's a motto nobody's helped by song that sucks that that's gotta be
1: (laughs) put that up (laughs) but you're right sometimes the most powerful lyrics come out of pain and come out of resistance i hear you so tell us a lot more about how this works okay how do you put it together where do the songs come from
0: so when we do group songwriting we actually we write rehearse and record original songs in two hours which is a little bit crazy and has worked over 600 times so we go in we talk about why are we doing this the gifts of the process that we're learning these skills of recovery slowing down repetition working as a group completion and a couple more um and then we have the group pick a topic and then we write on it just with two like open sentence stems like for example um it's hard to have acceptance because and then if I had acceptance then, what would happen then? How would it be different? And everybody writes on that for like three minutes. We find out what kind of music do people like. We create a music track either by playing instruments live or by using GarageBand, which is an um, app that has like 7,000 different kinds of musics in it. That was not a very good sentence, sorry. Um, and then, And then we do this magic thing that we have the music and we have the words and nobody knows how the song goes yet because it hasn't been written yet. And um, I'll just tell you, we wrote this song called um, 15th Second Chance a while back um, at a treatment center where we knew a lot of people were coming back. And um, this one guy they call Shaky Dave said, uh, his first line, it was like, he said, uh, here I am again. And again, I was like, great first line. And then when we got up, we said, we need someone to get up and sing this. And uh, Shaky Dave had been like down in the corner with his head down, his arms onto his knees, his head down the whole time. Um, and he just said, "I'll sing it." And he got up and was like, "Tom waits, man." So um, we just we do this magic thing, which is exactly what recovery is. We always tell people like recovery is we show up with nothing, and we take actions as a group. And usually, in the first hour of the songwriting workshop, we have some song being born. We call ourselves the midwives, not the mothers of the <laughs> song. And um, We'll say, look, man, we walked in here at 11 o'clock, there was no song, right? We took all these actions together. It's 12 o'clock. There's a song. You probably didn't think there was going to be one. And you probably didn't think you were going to love it as much as you do. You know, but imagine what we can do together in 30 days, 90 days a year by taking actions together as a group. So. And then we have people get up. Uh, we love introverts. I just like to say this briefly: there is no direct correlation between being extroverted and being smart or talented. So many introverts have so much to offer, and so we always do things one at a time. Everyone can pass, or they can in, and I can I I uh, take what people are doing, and and if it's not already in rhyme form or song form, we put it into song form, and then we get the group together and we sing it and record it. Um, I also have a degree in audio engineering from NYU. And so I do a lot of post-production as well, you know, I'll take, take stuff and edit it and make it sound even better. Um, and then we put it up on SoundCloud and people can play it. If you go on SoundCloud music for recovery, you'll see some, we'll see we have over 600 songs and we just broke 45,000 plays of people post-treatment playing their songs. Sometimes people go back years later. So remind us again, where we can find you. Uh, you can find me on my, our website, musicforrecovery.com dot com and four is spelled F-O-R Musicforrecovery.com. We're on Facebook also musicforrecovery.com. We're on SoundCloud. We're on, what else is there? Uh, we're on Instagram. I can't remember my Instagram. I'm sorry. We'll my, put the links up for you. My 30 year old assistant will kill me. I'm so Sorry i know i'm supposed to have that all in front of me but yeah if you just you'll see it's up there and um yeah and also just like to say on soundcloud um all the songs that are up there the songs i'm playing today the songs that we're playing clips of um everything is up there you can download it or stream it for free if you're not hip to soundcloud it's 100 free you don't have to register or anything
1: so that song you mentioned before what was that here i am again
0: yes here i am again you have a little bit of it of oh my it. gosh i don't know if our producer has that song 15 second chance um, I don't I apologize I was just kind of telling the story of that one but I don't think I'm not sure if I have if your producer has that clip or All right. not
1: I want to talk about one that um, I don't know if he has it or not and we'll, we'll have it for you but I want to talk about one that you just did recently because it's the holidays right oh yes you did you did one for us um, uh, that was a very with a very popular tune involved yes yes so I'm let- gonna play this live All right, let's see if you can recognize this tune. Let's get a Christmas message going, Okay. Go ahead, Kathy. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Dashing to the store, trying to drive slow, because I needed just one more. Now my car's stuck in the snow. It could have been the weed. It might have been the schnapps. But it's no fun to ride in handcuffs with the cops. Oh, treatment time, treatment time, guess it's time to go. Because I woke up this morning underneath the mistletoe. Treatment time, treatment time, it's time to get some help. Because my whole family has become the elf up on the shelf. For so many years, I love to drink and drug now santa's brought an intervention from the ones i love there's no way to hide it's time for me to stop christmas tree down on its side my whole life is upside. oh treatment time treatment time guess it's time to go because i woke up this morning underneath the mistletoe treatment time treatment time it's time to get some help Cause my whole family has become the elf up on the shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can see the whole video. That's like half the song, but you can see the whole video up on the music for recovery. Oh, our YouTube channel, right? That one's, I should definitely mention that. We have a YouTube channel too. (laughs) Um... So
1: tell us a little bit about who hires you and what you do.
0: Oh, sure. Uh, so we work for treatment centers all over the country. We've worked for Karen, Father Martin's Ashley, Alina Lodge, Gosnell on Cape Cod. In New Jersey, we currently work for um, uh, Hackensack Meridian Health, Summit Oaks Hospital, the Center for Great Expectations. And for the last five years, we also uh, had a Banging music program for Daytop New Jersey with like a really beautiful studio we created for them. So, we do a couple of things. Uh, We do the songwriting workshops, as I mentioned. We also do a concert where we talk about the landscape of early recovery, what you're going to encounter in that landscape emotionally, and tools you can use for staying clean and sober and getting through those emotions. And when we do that, we bring in a nice little sound system and people get up and sing with us. They always think they're not going to, but they always do. And that's one of the places people have way more fun than they're expecting to have. We also install in, uh, music instrument uh, equipment into treatment centers, uh, iPads, uh, ukuleles, keyboards, uh, learn and with learning systems, guitars, drum sets, DJ systems, um, is helping people do beat making, songwriting, and learning instruments, accommodating all different learning styles, visual, auditory, kinetic different kinds of learners. And then we also partner with clinicians and help design uh, clinical programming or help design music programming that matches their existing clinical programming to integrate into what they're already doing.
1: And what does it look like in 2021? Are some things changing? How are you expanding? What's going on?
0: Well, one thing we're doing in terms of pandemic programming is we're actually doing uh, remote individual recovery music lessons online. So if you wanted to learn Guitar, keyboards, vocals, songwriting, ukulele. You should definitely check out the ukulele if you want an easy fun in. Um, and really practice your recovery skills. Managing anxiety, slowing down, becoming gradually better at something. Um, and performance. Uh, I have to just say I'm, I'm passionate about teaching performance to people in recovery. I was just doing that yesterday at the Center for Great Expectations. And there's so much to learn in that. Tell me what exactly that means, what do you mean by performance? So many people have a lot of anxiety about performing, even public speaking of any kind. And in recovery, it's really, really important to be able to speak up for yourself in a balanced, assertive way. And to learn to be comfortable to carry yourself in the world with, uh, you know, grace and power and dignity. So in performance, a lot of times people just are doing simple things that are not serving them like lack of eye contact, uh, bad posture, like curled over so they can't breathe. Also, especially not knowing how to prepare to perform. This is so helpful. I was working with a client yesterday, and the song she chose, which is called uh, I Love Me by Demi Lovato, it has a very tricky but cool chorus. And she's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And we just stopped. And we just had her speak the chorus. She just spoke it. In training, we call this is, by the way, this is what musicians do. It's not because you're not good at it. This is how it's done. And so many people don't know that. They don't know the hours and hours and hours of practice and support. So we just had her speak the chorus a couple times. Just get the words in your mouth. And then we had notice where to breathe. And then we sang it slowly. And then we sang it with the track four times. And then we went back and did the whole song. And you know what happened so much of the time because we worked on that one little section. I say it's like a hoodie where the zipper doesn't start at the beginning, but it, once you get the zipper going that first two inches then it just goes. She sang the whole song better just because we practiced the chorus. And so then she knows that she knows how to go from not being able to do something to being able to do it. And that's a repeatable process. I'm gonna slow it down. I'm gonna break it down. I'm gonna do it a bunch of times.
1: Those are the tools that we need to learn in recovery. Patience with ourselves, tolerance with ourselves, right? I need to tolerate my behavior and not to pick myself up and walk away and say, I can't do this. It's done, right? And that's a perfect example of that. All right. Marvelous.
0: Yeah, I, I just wrote a mantra for another student because she's really working on the self-love and, I, and it's a, I love, my, I love myself, not perfection. I'm headed in the right direction. You know, those little mantras about, absolutely. Actually, I have a student who said she'd never, she'd been working on self-love with her therapist for a year and never really understood how to do that until she started playing guitar. Because when you play an instrument, you just, you're going to suck your way to greatness. That's how it's going to go. You know, you just have to like love yourself while you're terrible. And if you're a musician, like once you master something, something else that you cannot do becomes interesting you know, and then you go and suck over there, you know, and so loving yourself while you do it is just vital. And that changes everything, everything, because many of us use because we hate ourselves, which is silly.
1: There's another t-shirt, suck your way to greatness. I love that.
0: <laughs> okay, that could be misconstrued. I, I know I definitely need to find a different way to say that. But sorry, I'm sometimes excessively direct. <laughs>
1: So 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 now that I understand everything, so you get in a room with all these kids and all these adults, and then tell me what happens. How do you get from where that is to the actual song? Break it down for us a little bit. People just come out with
0: different phrases. How does that work? Oh, no. So everyone answers those two questions, like say oh, back to acceptance. It's hard to have acceptance because, and if I had acceptance then. Everybody writes on that. And then everybody shares what they did, what they wrote. And we have a projector or it's on an LED screen and we type all that up so everyone can see it in front of them. And then we, I, I chiro, what I call chiropractic or midwife it into song form. Myself or, and, and members of my team, I have two other team members, uh, Alice Leon and Angela Yap. and And together we kind of take it and, you know, try to put it into some song form here's a cool thing about songwriting, why it's like recovery in songwriting. We start, start with the obvious place. We start with the obvious, most easy spot to start. We don't start at the impressive place, the complicated place. We just start at the obvious spot. And a lot of times that will be the hook. The hook will kind of announce itself. Like here's the main idea of the song and it's in the simple, like four, four lines or something. All right, give so, us another example of that. Um, another. Okay. Okay. I'm open. Uh, to letting go i'm open to go with the flow i'm open let go of the wheel i'm gonna take a chance and tell you how i feel
1: real clean and simple and right to the point and you can get the message right away
0: right and people leave those concerts going i'm open Still letting go. I also like to say a lot of people come to our concerts. They've never been to a concert sober, you know? And um, and people will say, like, music going to concerts is better, clean and sober. I will tell you what, one of the people I help in recovery, there's a lot of big concerts. She never got out of the parking lot. She never got in the venue, right? Because she was, like, drinking up a storm in the parking lot and never even got to the concert. I've met people in recovery that saw the Beatles in a blackout. I've met people that saw Led Zeppelin in a blackout. How stupid is that, you know? Um, music's totally better when you're clean and sober because you're present for it, you know?
1: (laughs) I remember those days. I really do. I hear you. I've never gotten to the blackout stage, but I remember thinking that music sounded much, much better if I was high. And then I finally saw Elton John clean and sober and said, whoa, this is way better, clean and sober. I get it.
0: Yeah. And I would just like to say one other thing about uh, self-care for people who are creative and want to engage in their creativity and recovery is I've learned that like being strong is being different than being tough. And to be an artist in recovery, I've had to practice a lot of self-care. For example, I ate right before we came on, right? I ate, we started at 12, I ate at one. Uh, No, sorry, I'm dyslexic. We started at one, I ate at 12. Like I have my water like right here. I travel with my Nalgene. I always have a bag of almonds on the front seat of my car because I forget to eat sometimes. I went to bed early last night um, so that I could be good today. You know, um, I've been humidifying my room. I've called my friends and said, hey, I'm doing this radio show. If I'm awful, will you love me anyway? They always say yes. Um, So, but I'm just saying, if you're a creative person and you want to touch into your, start to build on your creativity and recovery, you know, take care of yourself. You know, um, being strong is like a group activity. Being tough is an isolated activity. And I'm not tough anymore. I'm strong um, because I take good care of myself. And I learned that. I did not know how to do that. And I practiced that. I practiced that. I cannot tell you how many times in early recovery I'd call someone in the morning. Like I'd have five cups of coffee and a nervous breakdown on a regular. And I'd call them and go, I can't do this. And they'd be like, did you eat? I'm like, I don't think so. They're like, eat and call me back. Click, you know? protein, carbohydrate, right? And not Twinkies are not breakfast. I had to be taught that, you know, go to bed at the same time every night and turn out the light. Cause I would go to bed, but I'd read until three in the morning. So in order to take care of my recovery and my creativity and recovery, I've had to learn to really take care of myself. And that's kind of a double gift.
1: It certainly is. And people don't understand that the more creative you are, the more you're taking care of yourself because otherwise the creativity gets closed. You're not, you're not allowing yourself to be more open and feeling more things in the right way. And, and it certainly is a process. It just, just, doesn't just happen. You're absolutely right about that. I think we're gonna take a short break. So why don't you play us out, Kathy, with another song? Okay.
0: My strength is walking through this door. My hope is what I'm striving for. With every baby step I take, I I stand a little taller. I dig a little deeper and grow a little stronger. Okay,
1: we'll be right back. Tune into Three Things I've Learned with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday of the month at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern on Transformation Talk Radio. Join Susan and her guests as they share the stories that shift our souls about radical transformations, courageous breakthroughs, and life lessons. Three things I've learned with Susan Dolce. For more information, go to transformationtalkradio.com or visit Susan's website at susandolce.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuyper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com.
0: Imagine you are a ball of steel, smooth, small, and cool to the touch. Your life will soften you with fire. You will take hits that shape you. You will be forged into a powerful, purposeful work of art. Tune in to Forging a Life with Coach Christine Clark, joining Dr. Pat Buscelli in a three-part series, Truths in the Creation of Katana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Christine Clark, A gifted, engaging speaker and trainer who has forged her life in the fires of self-employment will take you on a journey to exploring the internal, mental, and emotional blocks that stand between us and a life of significance through an analogy of the process of crafting a traditional Japanese sword or katana. For more information about Christine, visit sunglowtransformation.com.
1: This is Ellen Stewart, the Pushy guard from the Bronx. I'm subbing in for Dr. Pat today. Merry Christmas to all of you. We're here on Recovery Recharge, music for recovery with Kathy Moser. And we're listening to some of the great music coming out of teaching artist, Kathy Moser and her program. Kathy, let's talk about the next song that you want to
0: talk about, which is Accept. Tell us about that. So, you know, we've been talking about the the importance of having fun. So we wrote this song literally in two hours with about 35 people at Katomet, which is a facility for Gosnell and Cape Cod, people in early recovery, their first 30 days. And we're writing on acceptance, right? As I mentioned before, the two two prompts uh, if i could accept one then then what would be different and it's hard to have acceptance because and so they wrote on that and um i just i love this guy had this creative out of the gate out of the box intro idea and um and again the idea of having a, a hook right that you can remember and hold on to and so i'd also just like to say to the people who are like grammar buffs There's one extra C in the word Except some of the time for musical purposes This was a a poetic uh, License decision So we wrote this song uh, at Gosnell on Cape Cod It's called Accept
1: This is Flashback Chat Coming to you live from Radio Rehab W-A-C-C-E-P-T The newest release From Band-Aids and the DTs
0: A-C-C-C-E-P-T Acceptance it's really hard for me the bridges that you burned were just the test acceptance is the bridge to the next to the next acceptance is the bridge to the next. so yeah it's undeniable that um uh, the fun that is being had in that track and also just the creativity right and the whole group came together um and then you know they're they're walking around going like a c c c e p t acceptance is really hard for me So that's what that's kind of like the mantra, the fun and the creative process. And this guy had not been a DJ. He just got this idea because I think we were playing with the uh, idea of of respect, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. And that's how we ended up with that. And he's like, coming to you alive from Radio Rehab. (laughs) The newest release from Band-Aids and the DTs. I was like, oh, my God, dude, you're like four days clean and you're crushing it. The bridge to the next is that what he said yeah it says acceptance is the bridge to the next to the next and then like the later next part goes like when i accept i don't feel the pull when i accept i know that i am full when i accept my family is free i and i accept i know that i can see recovery A c c z e p t. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But lear-
1: those learning techniques are evident myself being a teacher for so many years the way we learn things just like you the alphabet song when we're kids it really sticks with us and um that's a really great way to enforce it all right so we have about seven minutes to the end of the show so i do want to get in the other songs that you have for us
0: so let's talk about the next one you brought and what that's about Yeah, this one's called Keep the Faith, and I just, as as an evidence of group singing, um, i just like to ask the producer, just play this clip all the way through. Um, These girls had never sung together. They'd never written a song together, and in two hours, this is what they came up with. And so this is up on Cape Cod as well, and so they say, they had used this quote, it says, uh, you can't discover new oceans without losing sight of the shore so i love that it's like local to their environment and just listen to and listen to the harmony that arises the thing about harmony is it requires that you listen to each other which is such another vital recovery skill and that you be in tune to each other attuned to each other again it's not a self-help program it's a we help each other program and when we sing together we're so much more attuned to each other so this is called keep the faith who wrote this at emerson house yeah i i love that you can hear them coming together like that really
1: really pretty and you're absolutely right it sounds like something almost spiritual that they put together together
0: oh it's absolutely spiritual i mean if people working together to help each other get better seems like a really good definition of spiritual to me um so there's one more clip i have if if you're open to that I just would like to just at the end here say that, you know, many of us use drugs and alcohol for a long time and it's been really valuable to me to understand that recovery is slow. It's going to take a while and that's normal and it's okay. It's healthy and to give ourselves the gift of time, you know, my person helping me in early recovery had me write down how many days I drank and drugged 20 years approximately 7,526 days. I wasn't keeping perfect track because I was high. Um, (laughs) So when I got into recovery, she had me write down how many days I had clean. It was like 240. And for some reason, when I saw those two numbers together, I understood it was going to be a while. You know, Um, so just settle in. It's okay. It's going to be slow. That's actually good, you know, because recovery is a spiral that goes up and is getting bigger. So it feels slower because addiction is a spiral that's getting smaller and going down very exciting because things are happening all the time that are bad but let yourself slow down um and then i referred to this song earlier that we did this at alina lodge and i love the group cross-pollination you know a a older woman loved frank sinatra younger woman had never heard of him and so we wrote this song together called slow briety welcome to alina lounge We'll be here all year long. <laughs> the only way from point A to point B is the process of sobriety. Sobriety is the only way from point A to point B. Sobriety. It's fantastic. <laughs> I, love I love that one
1: man <laughs> you know, my like my mom used to do the jitterbug down at the um uh at the palace theater you know with the dance-offs and stuff and you we know, to see frank so it sounds just like something that would be in in vegas
0: yeah they literally went to the dining hall and got like cups and and uh <laughs> forks to bang against it to make it sound like a lo- dinner lounge
1: <laughs> that's exactly right All right, we're coming up on the end of this program, and I want to be able to leave our listeners with some important information about you. So tell us again where we can find you and leave us with a Christmas message and play us out.
0: Uh, We can be found at musicforrecovery.com, and you can email me directly at Kathy, with a K, -K K-A-T-H-Y, at musicforrecovery.com. Um, that's the easiest way to find us it'll come right into my inbox so i want to thank you guys so much thank you so much ellen the pushy broad from the bronx i really appreciate all of your support and encouragement and all the great work that you do uh, in so many different realms and also thank you to transformation talk radio um okay this is an original verse from jingle bells it says oh hold on forget second, my word um a day or two ago a story i must tell i went out on the snow and on my back i fell a gent was riding by in a one horse open sleigh he laughed as i there sprawling lie but quickly drove away Alanon, oh treatment time treatment time time to get some help because my whole family has become the elf up on the shelf treatment time treatment time i guess it's time to go Cause I woke up this morning underneath the mistletoe